Section 34 of The One-Eyed Griffin and Other Tales by Herbert Eskett Inman. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Dream Pixies Chapter 2 What Freddy Saw in the Dream Palace If you children were to shut your eyes and try to think of the most beautiful place you had ever seen, you would not imagine anything half so beautiful as the wonderful sight Freddy saw. It was a great hall, built of pure white clouds. Hundreds of lovely columns, spotless as marble, supported the roof, from which hung great clusters of golden and ruby lamps, shaped like stars. At the end of the hall, seated upon his throne, was the king, and though he was no higher than your hand, a right royal king he looked. Like the pixies, he had a long, snowy beard, but his face was so gentle and kind that Freddy felt no fear. His dress was made of the blue sky and his mantle of the pink sunset clouds, while on his forehead was one beautiful white star. Freddy saw that great crowds of pixies were there, and also numbers of little ladies, even smaller than the dwarves. But the thing he noticed most was that near the king was a table, on which was piled a great heap of spectacles, and near this were seated a lot of little work people. Some had hammers like smiths, some swords like carpenters, and others were sitting cross-legged like tailors, but all looking at the king and waiting his commands. He was just going to ask his guards what the spectacles were for when the king spoke. The Lady Luna has passed the meridian, said the monarch and all the weary earth people sleep. Let the dream-makers prepare for their task and bring in the children. At this command, Prince Goffer, who had been standing near the throne, opened a door and in flocked another troop of pixies, each of whom led a little child. Freddy knew many of those boys and girls. Why, there were his brothers, Tom and Harry. There was Nelly, too. Had they been riding on their beds as well as he? He had no time to wonder, for the king spoke again. Every earth child has the day given to him, that he may fill its minutes as he chooses. As these children have worked, so do you work. O oh, dream-makers, bring the first prisoner. Two pixies dragged a fat, greedy-looking boy forward, and Prince Goffer, stooping down, chose a pair of spectacles and fitted them on him. Oh, how that boy did yell! What is he crying for? asked Freddy of the pixie nearest to him. Because he is frightened of the king, he answered. But I am sure there is nothing to fear in him, said our little boy. He looks so kind. Ah, said the pixie, but he has the spectacles on, and they alter everything so. They are the glasses of conscience, and according as children behave through the day, they are fitted with different pairs. Keep still. You will hear why this boy has had this pair. Freddy listened with interest. Boy, cried Prince Goffer, do you see the king? Boo-hoo, yes, he howled. What does he look like? A great, horrid ogre. Ah, said the king, pray how has this boy filled the day? Your majesty, answered Goffer. This boy is a glutton. He took all his sister's jam at breakfast, 
ate all the cake at luncheon, spent the whole of his money on himself, and sulked at supper because he was not allowed pudding. To work, cried the king, waving his hands. Up jumped the smiths. They rolled in puddings, pies, cakes, tarts. They hammered and sawed, until they made a huge monster pudding, with sausage roll legs, great jam tart eyes, and a huge grinning mouth. Freddy had never seen such an awful creature as this, and the monster sprang at the fat boy, and amid the laughter of the pixies and the yells of the victim, chased him out of the hall. Next child, cried the king. As the laughter ceased, Freddy drew a deep breath, and leaned forward anxiously, for he saw his brother Tom led out. Behold the king, said Goffer, placing a pair of spectacles on him. Freddy saw Tom give the great start of surprise. Oh, law, he heard him exclaim. What do you see? Goffer demanded. Why, it's old Prim, my schoolmaster, gasped Tom. The king smiled. An idle boy, I am afraid, he said to Prince Goffer. Yes, your majesty, he has given a great deal of trouble to Dr. Prim and neglected his work shamefully. To work, pixies, said the king and again the dream-makers went to work with hammer and saw. They made great slates and books, birch rods and cane, which as fast as they were finished, ran at poor Tom, and punched, pounded, and smacked him, until crying out at the top of his voice, he managed to escape out of the room. So one child after another was led up, and had some dreadful punishment, until Freddy began to think what terribly bad boys and girls they all were. Presently, however, he saw his own dear little sister Nellie led up, and have a pair of glasses fixed on. Oh, he cried to the fact that Pixie, I am sure dear Nellie has done nothing wrong. If she has not, he answered, you will soon know. Look, she is smiling at the king. Sure enough, the little girl was looking quite pleased and happy, with never a bit of fear in her kind, pretty face. Child, said Prince Goffer, do you not see our king? Yes, sir, answered Nelly politely. And are you not frightened? Oh dear, no, sir. I'm sure he looks very nice. And kind. Only, only, only what, dear child? asked the king. Please, sir, only there is such a very little of you, said Nelly. Ha ha, laughed the king. Such a little of me. Ho ho, somebody pat me on the back. Ha ha ha. Why, my dear child, we are the tallest person in dreamland. We are nearly as long as your hand. But come, we must resume our duties. Goffer, what has the earth maiden done today? Please, your majesty, replied the prince, this child is loved by the earth people because she tries her best to please all her friends. Nelly, said the king, come and kiss me. Freddy watched eagerly and saw his little sister step forward and stooping low down, kissed the king on the very tip of his nose. Dear me, how the pixies laughed and clapped. Then joining hands, they danced merrily round, singing, Whoever it is the dream king kisses has the best of the fairy's wishes. Your majesty, Goffa cried, she played with the baby. Bang, clang, bang went the little hammers. Scrape, scrape, scrape went the little saws. And lo, a beautiful dolly, that walked, talked, 
and looked just like Freddy's baby brother, was made and given to Nellie. Goffer seemed very excited. She ran an errand for her mother, he screamed. Bang, bang, scrape, scrape, the little work people were very busy. And then happy Nellie had a beautiful picture of Mama that smiled and nodded to the little girl. Take her into the treasury, cried the king, and give her whatever of our royal gifts she may choose. Open flew the doors, in rolled a little golden carriage drawn by sixteen white mice, and Nellie was seated in state and driven away to the treasury. Now, said the fat pixie to Freddy, come along, it is your turn, and seizing hold of our hero's arm, he led him forward. Goffer, cried the king, put on this boy's spectacles. Please, your majesty, I can't, said Goffer. How? What? Bless me! Can't, exclaimed the little monarch. Explain yourself, Goffer. No, your majesty, I really cannot fit a pair of glasses to this remarkable boy, because Goffer paused and seemed as if he were going to choke. Pray calm yourself, Goffer, and proceed, the dream king said, while all the pixies clasped their little hands and appeared ready to faint from curiosity. Your serene majesty, King Dicky Dino, monarch of all dream pixies, this boy does not believe in dreamland. Oh dear, oh dear me, the noise, the screaming, the shouting. The king fainted right away. Goffer, overcome with emotion, tumbled all to pieces whilst hundreds of angry little pixies ran at poor Freddy. They pinched him, they slapped him, they dragged him along, out of the palace, along the road, to the edge of the cloud. Then, with one terrible push, they tumbled him off. Down, down, down. Freddy gasped, grunted, and kicked. He tried to clutch hold of something, but as nothing was there, he could not do it, and down he fell, bump. Why, Master Freddy, whatever is the matter? Freddy sat up. He was in his own little crib, the bright morning sun shining in at the window. Oh, nurse, he cried, I've had such a terrible adventure. Ah, said nurse, you have seen the dream pixie. End of section 34